Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. No doubt in my mind, no doubt Biden is blaming Republicans for the border because he wants nothing to change. No doubt, in my mind, even though Biden's standing there wearing his Ukraine tie, which he received for being the employee of the year in 2015, his Ukraine pin. Joe Biden did not want this border bill to go through because he doesn't want anything to change. It's an open border. He's happy. But he does want to blame Republicans and Trump and his MAGA friends. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And uh, in New York City, they fired the RoboCop. RoboCop is out of a job. I will explain that for you. The very expensive, creepy robot cop that was patrolling the streets of Times Square, but didn't have the ability to shoot anybody and kill them, unlike the actual RoboCop, after the corporation removed their controls on him anyway uh fired out of a job so i'll give you details on that and country legend patriot superstar toby keith dead very very sad that he passed away guy was great every 9-11 we usually play his song uh that he wrote after 9-11 and that song has uh, they tried to cancel that song once actually courtesy of the red white and blue but we will uh we'll, we'll have a little toby on the show for you today don't you worry And I would be remiss if I did not mention in all of the uh, craziness of the day today with all the politics on Capitol Hill that a federal appeals court has said that President Trump, former President Trump, does not have immunity as president of the United States. No immunity from his January 6th prosecution. Now, this is not the end of the line here for this case, obviously, but it is the big story of the day today. And it's brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A. Dr. Mike Venaria, my dentist, my friend, and the master of dental implants. So a federal appeals court in uh, D.C. today ruled that Donald Trump does not have immunity from prosecution in his election case as a result of having been president at the time of the alleged crimes. Now, he's going to ask the Supreme Court to overturn the appeals court ruling. My sense is the court will take it up. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. This is a, this is a, a, a very, very serious matter and one that the Supreme Court needs to weigh in on. Because reality is that if presidents don't have immunity, 
we're going to see a lot of indictments of former presidents going forward. A lot of them. I I keep bringing up the issue of Barack Obama ordering the missile strikes against American citizens who he believed were terrorists, but we don't know for a fact they were terrorists. We just have to, because they never had a trial. And, you know, in this country, you're presumed innocent until you're proven guilty. So we ordered their deaths. I mean, can somebody construe that to be murder? I don't know. I don't think so. I would hope not. But given this ruling by the appeals court, I mean, he's not immune from prosecution. If you get some United States attorney who's hell bent on bringing down Barack Obama, there's no statute of limitations on murder. And if nothing else, even if he's found not guilty, it could just make his life a living hell for a while. So this opens up a whole Pandora's box, as they say, of issues regarding the presidency and what when presidents are. Well, I mean, when when they can be held criminally liable for their actions or their lack of actions, I would argue, too. I mean, I wonder how that plays into it. You know, if, if the president purposely, knowingly allows the border invasion to continue and then the president and there's a terrorist attack or something like that. I mean, can the president be charged for dereliction of duty years down the line? Treason? I, I don't know. I'm just saying the, the, all it takes is a is a hell bent prosecutor to bring charges. We see that with Trump. I mean, you don't need the charges don't have to be legit. They just have to be charges and the charges don't have to be based in merit. They just have to have a prosecutor willing to file them. And that's really all it comes down to. I mean, look at Georgia, for example. I mean, the, the, the case in Georgia is a joke. Look at the case against Trump on the federal level. It's a joke, but it doesn't matter if you have a, a district attorney or United States attorney or a attorney general who wants to go after a former president for something they did or didn't do while they were president. I don't see why you couldn't given this. So all you need then is somebody who wants to make a name for themselves, whether it's a good case or not. Is that really relevant? Is it relevant with Trump now? You just got to bring charges. That's it. You don't, I mean, nobody gets to really question you. You get to bring charges. And as long as the, I mean, the statute of limitation doesn't even have to apply in some cases, but nevertheless, the court said we cannot accept the, that the office of the presidency places its former occupants above the law for all time thereafter. How about for all time thereafter? I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean the presidents have like five years of immunity, five months of immunity, no immunity whatsoever for anything they do while in office? If it's in any way, shape or form connected to the job? Because Trump's argument is that, look, I was I was out there telling people as, as president that this election was being stolen. I'm the president. I took an oath to take care that the laws are faithfully executed. I didn't believe that they were being because I think the election was being stolen and I spoke out about it. And then people went down to the Capitol. There's nothing wrong with going to the Capitol. The people that broke the law that day, and I don't mean people that you know took a selfie in the in the hall of the Capitol, but well, they're being charged. So, w- w- what what's the basis of charging Trump? And the argument is what he he, he denied the election results. Well, th- that I mean, how how is that criminal? And it's a matter of opinion of whether or not the election was fair or not. That's a matter of opinion, just like it's a matter of opinion whether or not that person's a terrorist or not. In the absence of a trial. When Barack Obama ordered that drone strike and the killing of Anwar al-Awlaki, it was just, it was an opinion that he was a terrorist. He had not been convicted in court. He had not been found guilty by a jury of his peers. So it was an opinion. And presidents can get it right, can get it wrong. And that's why we have Congress there to impeach him. And Trump was impeached. 
for January 6th, and then he was acquitted by the Senate, but that's why we have Congress. That's why we have the impeachment clause. It's that we don't have chaos, because there are a lot of United States attorneys general out there who would love to make a name for themselves. They would love to make a name for themselves. And the question, of course, is if a president is federal, I mean, I guess theoretically you could bring charges in pretty much any venue you want throughout the country for something the president did. I don't think it just has to be in the District of Columbia. The president broke the law, it broke the law for the entire country. I would think. I don't know. I, again, this is entirely new legal ground here. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything because it's a 57-page opinion from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. I figured they would rule this way. I did, when, when the judge was going back and forth, if you remember, with one of Trump's attorneys about could the president order Navy SEALs to kill his political opponent? And the attorney was saying, well, I guess, theoretically, but, you know, Congress could deal with it. If Congress could impeach him for it. And, you know, there's obviously then there's the political will of the people. But it's ridiculous, hypothetical. Could the president order his political opponent assassinated by Navy SEALs? But the problem, though, is what if the political opponent is actually somebody who's a, a Manchurian candidate terrorist who wants to destroy the country and the president has super secret double probation intel on it? That's highly classified, top secret, double probation. And the president orders his death to save the country. Like Obama ordered the death of Anwar al-Awlaki. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the problem here with all this is that sometimes presidents have to make decisions that really skirt the law and really skirt the gray area of things. You know, if it's like this, remember the remember the show Homeland, which was a good show, but the first season where, you know, you had this guy returning from Afghanistan. He's a war hero. He was held captive and he became uh, a fanatic. You know, and he was going to kill the vice president of the United States of America. He ultimately became a congressman. I mean, what happens if the president gets information that a member of Congress has been flipped and is working for the enemy? You know, like Rashida Tlaib or Ilan Omar, for example, who actually really are. But no, and then and then and then that, that member of Congress is planning to do something and they find out, Mr. President, that guy has a bomb. He's going to blow up the Capitol building. Should we take him out? And the president goes, yeah, take him out. And now you've killed a member of Congress. I mean, you could do these hypotheticals all day long. Jamie Raskin was famous for asking the question of, could a president kill members of the Senate who might want to find him guilty of impeachment? Could the president just order their assassinations? I mean, you could play this dumb hypothetical game all day, but, but there may be circumstances where the president does have to order the death of somebody on U.S. soil. I don't know. I don't know, but... All it takes is somebody to say the president's actions were completely inappropriate and that it was murder. And now you're dragging the former president into court and he's got to fight to prove his innocence and why he was not actually acting in that capacity as a normal person killing somebody, but that he killed this person just in the name of national security, you know, and you got to let a jury decide, I guess. I, I don't I, I don't I don't know, but it's just it 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 opens up a lot of problems. It really does. It opens up a lot of problems. No, if 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 the pre, if presidents start ordering people like let's say a, a modern day president pulls a Franklin Roosevelt and starts arresting people and putting them in concentration camps just because they're Japanese, and then 
years later, a prosecutor charges him with uh, kidnapping or false arrest or something, you know, because the people never had any due process rights. And the president argues, but listen, I was we were at war. I, 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 I put these people in this uh, internment camp for their own safety, their own good. And because there might be spies among us, I can't imagine how you could argue that that's kidnapping. You could you could debate whether it's constitutional or not. And obviously, since the Supreme Court overruled, overrode Korematsu, which was the decision that said it was legal for the president to take Japanese, Italian and German American citizens from their homes and put them into camps. When the Supreme Court finally overruled that, I think you could argue that it is unconstitutional. But let's say for, you know, for giggles purposes, let's say the president says, well, I don't think Korematsu applies here because um, whatever, you know, whatever reason. And we have these Russians. Let's use Russia, right? Because there was the bad guy. And Biden's got his Ukraine tie on. We have this enclave of Russians in Brooklyn. And we think that they are going, we think that they're working for the Kremlin. And so we're going to take them and remove them from their high-rise condos in Brighton Beach. And we're going to put them into camps. And there's all this outrage over it and all this outrage over it. And they're held for like six months and then they're released, you know? And the president says, well, my bad. I shouldn't have done that. Wasn't very nice. Congress impeaches him for it, but he survives the impeachment. And he's he's acquitted. And then the people can't sue him civilly because he's the president. But then years later, the United States attorney for the Southern District of New York or the Eastern District of New York, whatever the uh, vicinage is, will turn around and say, well, I think you kidnapped these people. I think it was false arrest. I think you held them against their will. And we are charging you with all these crimes. And the president turns around and goes, wait, 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 no, no, we, they were, we think, we thought they were spies. So we, we, we moved them into a CIA black site. You know, we, 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 we picked them up in the broad daylight. We had the power under the Patriot Act to do it. And we put them away without access to an attorney and everything else. And the U.S. attorney says, I know, I, I think you kidnapped them. I think that you broke the law. I think you kidnapped them. I think you held them against their will, false arrest. and." They were never charged or found guilty of anything. And therefore, you know, you are now going to face the music for that. It would just be a freaking disaster for the country because almost every president would be put on trial when they leave office for something that they've done as president. Because it's really when you're dealing, especially with national security matters, you're dealing in very, very gray areas here. Very gray areas. What about if a president orders the assassination of a foreign leader, which is illegal, but he does it anyway? Because he has to, for whatever reason, and he has to do it. We find out years later that, yes, Jed Bartlett really did order the assassination of a, of a, of a foreign guy. And it was, you know, the air, airport tarmac. And the poor guy just wanted to smoke, you know. And we find out, yeah, president ordered that guy killed. Violated the law, broke the law. But now we're going to put him on trial for murder? I mean, this is silly. It's just silly. It, 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 is, it is such a, you're opening the door for, not only revenge politics, but for grandstanding politics. Because the one thing I think we can all agree on is that prosecutors in the United States attorneys general, they love, they love to grandstand. They love to use these things to launch their political futures. You know, they love to go after bad guys and then, quote unquote, bad guys, and then use that to run for governor, run for president, run for Senate, whatever. And we live in such a divided, angry political age that's never going away because we always have been. Newsflash. Even in the earliest days of the Republic, we were still pretty divided. I know it's hard to believe, but we also said mean things about our politicians back then. Mean cartoons. 
Anyway, I digress. The point is that given the anger that's out there, somebody somewhere will scream, uh, Joe Biden should be criminally liable for whatever happens as a result of the invasion of the border. So if any of these people do anything, he should be held criminally liable for this. I mean, there was a mom today who was found guilty of manslaughter because her son shot up a school and they found her guilty of manslaughter. So, I mean, you could argue that, well, the president, by allowing this invasion to occur, by not exercising his executive authority to do something about it, and then a terrorist sneaks in the country and then the terrorist blows something up, or kills people, that the president is guilty of manslaughter for failing to stop it. And we're charging him with manslaughter. You know, here in the Second Circuit of Texas or whatever that, wherever it is, you know what I mean? What, whatever the district is. We believe that the president is guilty of manslaughter because he knowingly, he knew you had terrorists on the, uh, you had people on the terror watch list who were coming into the country illegally. He took no action. He did nothing. He had the executive authority to do something. He didn't. And then something bad happened. Some people did some things. And now we want to, we want him guilty. He's charged with manslaughter because he might as well pull the trigger. He gave them the pathway into the country. I don't know. I just it just it, se- it seems to me that every future president who leaves office will be immediately indicted by the opposing party. I agree with Trump's attorney on that. Listen, I have real problems with what Obama did or ordering those drone strikes against American citizens, four of them and killing them on foreign soil. I have real problems with it, but I don't think he should be tried for it. I don't think he should be arrested for it and tried for murder. Because you have to you have to give the president of the United States leeway in these matters and understand that if Congress doesn't like it, then Congress is the body that has to deal with it. Congress has to then adjudicate the matter. If they don't, then they don't. That's it. That's the end of it. If Congress was unhappy that Barack Obama ordered the drone strikes of Anwar Awlaki and said, you know what, you killed an American citizen here. The guy didn't have a trial, not even an absentia. And we think you you denied him due process and we think you're a murderer and we're you know, we're impeaching you for that. And if they had removed him from office, okay. But they never even brought the issue up. So obviously they didn't have a problem with it. That's the end of it. In Trump's case, they did bring the issue up and they impeached him. And then the Senate acquitted him. This is why the founders left this matter to the Congress and not to the criminal court system. Because even they knew that there could be things that presidents do that could violate potentially now state crimes in their their actions as presidents. So you don't you, you can't have presidents charged by states. You, you can't you can't have this nonsense happen. You, you So you leave it to Congress to deal with. And then if Congress doesn't deal with it, well, then that's the end of it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And that, does that mean that the president could have. And I told you what I would do, <laughs> you know, if I were president to Jamie Raskin's point, actually, Matt, if you can grab that clip of Jamie Raskin with his hypothetical about if the president starts assassinating senators. I mean, you could do hypotheticals all, all, all freaking day long. You can, but the but the issue becomes, do you really want to play this game of thinking that if the president really does skirt the law, which I think presidents do all the time, we are really then going to try them and we're going to forget gray matters and we're going to bring we're going to bring court action here because you're going to have a mess. You're going to have a mess on your hands, a constitutional mess. Now, the Supreme Court will definitely take this appeal up. I can't imagine it in a universe where they wouldn't. And this is this is what the Supreme Court's there for. It's not really there for that purpose, but given the power it gave itself in Marbury versus Madison, it certainly is. So now the Supreme Court has to decide: 
do presidents have immunity from their actions, criminal immunity from their actions as president while they're in office? And then I guess the other question is if they have criminal immunity, if they don't have criminal immunity, what about civil immunity? And I can, can I sue them civilly? Can I can can people sue presidents civilly for whatever actions that they've done if they are personally affected by it? All these people who've lost their community centers in Massachusetts, can they sue Joe Biden when he leaves office for their discomfort, for their pain and suffering after they lost their community centers? I don't know, but why the hell not? If we're going to play this crazy game, so the Supreme Court will take this issue up. I don't think that they will side with, I don't, I don't think they're going to uphold what the appeals court said. It would just be too crazy for the Republic. And then also, what's the point of having an impeachment clause? You know, what's the point of having the impeachment clause in the Constitution if a president can be charged legally? Criminally, I mean, what, what's, what's the point? Because all you're doing is saying that the impeachment clause is irrelevant. That if presidents break the law, there really is no course of action for presidents until they leave office. Because the impeachment clause is not final. so. There you go. I mean, it's it, it is it is such a mess that they are creating with this ruling today that will have ramifications that will forever change this country. I mean, it's that it's that serious It'll forever change this country. There are things that that Democrat presidents did that I don't agree with. But I also think that to to argue that they've committed crimes and to hold them liable in criminal court is just way too much of a stretch. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing. Don't forget our big event Wednesday night, tomorrow night, with Terry Hayes, the author of I Am Pilgrim. Tomorrow night, Main Point Books in Wayne, PA. Get your tickets by going to 1210WPHG.com. Joe Biden says Trump and his MAGA friends killed the border bill. Got a lot of great audio for you. Biden, the answer he gave about the hostage transfer that's going on is, I mean, you... Try to understand how this guy is even remotely coherent and good luck. We're coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The great Joe McKee. Died too soon. True patriot. Great, great singer, and uh, in my opinion, 
uh, an all-around hell of a guy. Great entertainer. Damn shame. I love that song, too. It gives me goosebumps. It gives me chills. Uh, he died Monday at the age of 62 after a battle with stomach cancer. Very, very sad. He passed peacefully last night, surrounded by his family, and he fought his fight with grace and courage. And he's getting accolades all over, all over the place. Um, so, yeah. A notable line from the ruling today rejecting Trump's immunity claim. Quote, it would be a striking paradox if the president, who alone is vested with the constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, were the sole officer capable of defying those laws with impunity. Well, first of all, he's not capable of defying those laws with impunity because we have a Congress that is there with the impeachment clause to deal with presidents who do exactly that. That's why we have the impeachment clause. We don't then try them in criminal court if the Congress didn't get get the guy. That's not how we do it. Now, look, I, I'm not going to suggest that double jeopardy applies here because I know that some people are making that argument today, but that's 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 a foolish argument. It's not double jeopardy. It's it, it doesn't apply. There is no criminal court for a president. It's Congress and that's it. So it's not even like a question of, well, I mean, the spirit of double jeopardy certainly applies, but it's not it's not the same thing because Congress or the impeachment clause, that is a political, not a criminal matter. And that's the way the founders wanted it to be is a political matter, not a criminal matter. They, they did that for a reason. They didn't say, hey, listen, Congress has the impeachment power, but also so do attorneys general. I mean, they, they didn't even have a Department of Justice back then. There, there was no United States Attorney General. There was no FBI. There, was no, there were no U.S. attorneys all throughout the country. But they didn't, they didn't worry about any of that stuff back then because they had Article 1 of the Constitution, which clearly gives the Congress the ability to deal with the president who's committed bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. And yeah, you know, anything that they viewed, I mean, that's the old the, the question of what does it rise to the level of impeachment? Well, it's a question of does Congress believe it is worth impeaching? That was the first time they tackled this with the President Andrew Johnson after Lincoln's assassination. It's the first time that they dealt with it. And they decided at that point that, yes, what he did is worthy of impeachment. It is up to Congress, the House of Representatives, to make that argument. And then it's up to the Senate to try and convict the president. And then even then, the president has not been convicted in criminal court. He's now just a private citizen ineligible of holding office again. And then the question becomes, can you then charge a president after he's been convicted and removed from office? And the question seems to be, the answer seems to be yes, although I think that's still a gray area. But most legal scholars, and I'm not one, but most legal scholars think, yeah, after a president has been impeached and removed from office, at that point, yes, you could criminally charge him for what he did. And you know, the, other, the other question that, that comes up here in all this is, and I think this has to go back to Watergate with Nixon. I mean, Ford pardoned Nixon. They were going to probably charge Nixon with crimes related to Watergate. Congress was going to impeach Nixon, but he resigned. I mean, Nixon would have been impeached. Whether or not he would have been convicted in the, in the Senate, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But the argument would be that he resigned. Congress didn't get their, their chance to go after the president. So then most likely Nixon was going to be charged in court. For, for paying off people who broke into the Watergate Hotel. And then God only knows what would have happened. So Gerald Ford said, our national nightmare has to end. It has to end, and that's the end of it. And then, you know, we got we to gotta move on here. 
And then that was it. So I think there's ample precedent to understand the 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 problem that can arise here if you start charging presidents with the actions of their office after they leave. And then the question becomes, what is what is an action of the president? You know, what what rises to what is a presidential action and what rises to the to the person acting in their own individual capacity? And again, that's an answer that is a very gray area, because technically you could argue that anything the president does, he's doing in his capacity as president. It's not like a nine to five job. You're always president. So if the president does something that is clearly outside the realm of his office, well, then do you hold him criminally responsible for that or do you leave that to Congress too? And again, that's a question that I think you just have to leave it to Congress. I think you have to leave it to Congress and that's it. Because you're, you're, you're dealing with otherwise a situation where future, in the future, people are going to want to cast revenge. And they, even if they know the charges won't stick, even if they know the person is not going to be found guilty or anything like that, they don't care because sometimes the process is the punishment is what they say. The process is the punishment. And if they just go down that road of the process being the punishment, that's enough. That's enough sometimes. You, you don't have to worry about getting a conviction. You've made the person's life a living hell. They got to pay for a criminal defense. They got to do all those things. They got to get dragged through court, dragged through the mud. They got to do all these things. And then you turn around and you go, all right, well, you know what? I, I guess I guess it, w- it was worth it because we made your life a living hell. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump. With all the defenses of any other criminal defendant, said the three-judge panel, that any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. That's what the court said. The court rejected the claim that Trump allegedly injected himself into a process in which the president has no role by the counting and certifying of the Electoral College votes, thereby undermining constitutionally established procedures and the will of Congress. The court concluded Trump is not protected from criminal prosecution under the separation of powers doctrine or impeachment judgment clause of the Constitution. Quote, Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. How? Presidential immunity against federal indictment would mean that as to the president, the Congress could not legislate, the executive could not prosecute, and the judiciary could not review. That's, that's crazy. I mean, this is the, this is the executive going after the, the former executive who happens to be the guy running against the executive. This is another reason why, if you think about when the Congress, think about when the Constitution was, was, um, was ratified, the, the president was the whole kit and caboodle. You know, he was the whole executive branch of government. So that means then that they wanted the legislative branch to deal with presidents and whatever power they abuse because they knew the executive could go after the other executive or the guy that wants his job because that's how they did it in other countries. You know, they would wind up having a, 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 a deposed leader and then they would take him and they would charge him after his term was over and then they'd hang him and kill him. I mean, they do all kinds of things. The founders were acutely aware of that. So they said, well, you know, if you leave this in the hands of the executive to deal with a president while they're president, then you're, yeah, you're going you're gonna to have people getting revenge against their political enemies. So you have to leave it to the legislature and then that's the end of it. Now, they better repeal this ruling. They better appeal this ruling. They, they have to do that because if they don't, if they don't, then they'll be going to be making a huge mistake, not just for Trump, but also for the for the country.
for the country going forward, it would be a disaster. 855-839-1210 is the number. Joe's in Coatesville. Joe, how are you, sir? Hey, Rich. I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. Hey, I just wanted to take this opportunity. I, uh, I apologize. I know you're on a roll, but uh, Toby Keith, uh, just, you know, his passing away brings up a memory. I was stationed in uh, Afghanistan, um, Bagram, and uh, Toby Keith came out to do a concert for all the servicemen. But what people might not know is, and my Army friends can attest, uh, Toby Keith and uh, one of his other um, backup players actually jumped on the helo and went out and visited, uh, if I remember, 15 Ford operating bases in five days. Uh, some of those bases in hot zones, you know, quote, unquote, hot zones. And uh, he just made sure that he went out there and they got a little bit of entertainment in some, you know, not so nice places. So I'll never forget that because he really made every effort to give us um, his very best when we were out there. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I love that. That's great, Joe. And, and thank you for your service, brother. I, I, I appreciate that. And that's a great story. And I think when those guys go over there, guys and gals go over there and entertain the troops, that is that is a wonderful thing that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, there there weren't many. Uh, I remember there there were a few, but there weren't many. But somebody who put that much time and stayed out there and then went to, like I said, not the most plush places to visit. Uh, he was just somebody very special to all of us out there. Thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate the call and for the memories. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, look, I mean, he's uh, it, it, that's that's a fantastic, fantastic um, story. And I love that. I really do. I think it's great. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you want to weigh in. Joe is an Ambler. Hello, Joe. Hey, Rich, uh, General Fugazi. Uh, yeah, I, you're wrong more than a blind tarot card reader. OK, uh, did you forget about or do you have amnesia? Because. Do you remember the Bill Clinton scandal? <laughs> what did they do to him after he got out of office? They took him to trial criminally, and he lost his law license, correct? And they fined him $250,000, correct? You know, and that was after, huh? Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was after he was out of office. So they had, your precedence is all wrong. All of your legal talk is all wrong. Everything that you say is wrong. I mean, how can you defend that when it's already precedent that they took him to trial? Clinton. For what? Not, not even murdering first all, nobody. First of all, he was not criminally charged in Monica Lewinsky. It was. It was uh, he was. No. no, no, no. You need to do your research. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Well, first of all, let me ask you this question. Do you agree with that or not? Do I, if they are guilty of something, take them to court. Mm-hmm. And they found him. And again, they made, the prosecutor made a deal with him in which he lost it. They didn't take him to court fully. But again, they charged him correctly. Right. As he should have been. And right. The deal that he came back with was, look, I'll give you 250 or whoever came up with, which was a conservative at the time, I'm sure. Right. Told him this is the deal we'll make you. So, again, if Trump did all this, like they're saying, why don't he just make a deal? Because there's precedent already. You're dead wrong. Well, first of all, Google it, do you it think up. that let me ask you a question. Do you think that getting a in the Oval Office is the same thing as acting in your capacity as president? Well, look at it like this. No, no, no uh, I'm asking you. I mean, your opinion. Do you do you think that getting a, a, a you know, a, in the Oval Office 
Lewinsky in the Oval Office. Do you think that that is acting in your capacity as president? Well, again, if it is or isn't, is murdering somebody your capacity? Is is being the leader of a uh, overthrowing the government in so, your capacity? So then, so then, the, Barack the Obama, so then, so then, no. so then, Barack Obama should be charged with with um, with murder, right? Because he killed those American but, citizens again, with drone strikes. If you strikes? can get twelve people to say yes, that's your problem. If you can get twelve people so to say yes, you, then do it. You want that to occur. Pony up, you pony you pony up the money and wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You want that to occur. You you want you want presidents then to be charged with crimes. You want that to occur. You know why what you know why Obama isn't charged? Because nobody will pony up and charge him. <laughs> Am I right? But they did pony up and charge Clinton. Well, first of all, dead wrong the, the, case, the case you're talking about has to do with Paula Jones, first of all, not Lewinsky. But nevertheless. And uh, it was criminal, wasn't it? Shouldn't all presidents be, you know, vacated of any crimes they do? Well, regardless of who you're talking about, right? Well, the, the yeah. and this was That's under Arkansas. Thinking, this was under Arkansas that that th- this happened. So it was state. I'm not sure I really agree with it, but he decided to settle instead of fight the question of whether or not he could be held accountable for something. But this was also remember but Paula it, Jones. Hang on a second. Paula Jones. Wait a second. Paula Jones happened before <laughs> Bill Clinton became president. Bill Clinton was impeached uh, no, for Monica no. Lewinsky. No, it wasn't. Yes, That's where you're getting it wrong. Google no, it out no. Listen see. to me. Listen to me. Bill Clinton was impeached for Monica Lewinsky. You remember that? <laughs> yes. And what did they do? Did they did they did they find him guilty or not? No. And then they took him to court criminally for what? Things he shouldn't have been they doing in, take in him, office. You're wrong about that. They didn't take him to criminal court. The, the case you're talking about is Paula Jones. You're, you're talking about the wrong... The problem is Bill Clinton's had so many women that you were thinking about the wrong woman. That's the problem It don't make here. a difference to me. They, they still took him criminally. He was an ex-president, right? And they took him to court as an ex-president. For, Not before. <laughs> after he was the president, sir. Not for what he did as president. But nevertheless, let me ask you a question. Do you think that somebody having a sexual relationship with somebody in the White House is the same thing as their official duties? Again, whether you're murdering somebody, whether you do it, it's all the same, right? In my eyes, if I'm president, everything I do is legal, right? You're okay. saying he can't oh, okay. be so, so then, so then understand. So understand then, you're going to have presidents now. Almost every president is going to be brought to court when they leave office. Pony up what they if do. you got the 12 people to convince them. Pony up if you got yeah, 12 people you, to convince you, them. You are, you are going to set up something that one day you're going to regret when they charge Joe Biden for something. I'm going to when say they that. Cho- when, no, when they charge they Joe, say- listen to me, when they charge Joe Biden for something in criminal court, you are going to regret it one day. You know that? You Forget are going to regret his it. Lawyers, his lawyers should be p- picking and choosing what he does then, right? But nobody sat back and said anything that Trump was doing was wrong. And maybe he should just blame it or maybe you should be putting the blame on his lawyers. Right. Because maybe they're the guys that are more blind than a freaking, you know, what I mean, tarot card reader. Well, first of all, I don't because think, he, he, first of all, I don't think you need can't. to insult blind people. But thank you for the call, Joe. I don't think you need to insult blind people. So Paula Jones sued Bill Clinton. That was a civil matter. And then a judge found Clinton in contempt of court for lying about Lewinsky and took away his law license. But he was never, he, he, he didn't, that, that's, a, that's a matter of dealing with a professional law license. So Clinton lost his law license. He wasn't, he, there was no trial putting Bill Clinton, there was no, Bill Clinton was going to go to prison for, for anything related to Monica Lewinsky or Paula Jones. Like there, there was nothing around that. You know, the, the question of could Bill Clinton now, a, after he leaves the White House, could he serve as an attorney 
No, he wasn't. He was punished because as an attorney, he gave false and misleading statements as an officer of the court. So he lost his law license. That's not the same thing as facing criminal prosecution. That's not the same thing as 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 facing going to federal prison. And if somebody sues you in your capacity as a private person for actions you did before you were president or even while you were president. Well, I mean, I'm sure Joe was cheering on the Eugene Carroll case. The defamation case, which was not a sexual assault case, by the way, it was a defamation case, but I'm sure Joe was cheering that on. So, I mean, of course, yeah, people can sue presidents civilly for things that happen in their own personal life before they're a president. The question of whether they are president or not, I don't know. Monica Lewinsky did not decide to go down that, that, that path. But yeah, I mean, if you are an attorney and you're an officer of the court and you give false testimony, you, you will lose your law license. Ask any attorney. That is what happens. It's a professional sanction. That's a professional sanction against him. That's not the same thing as putting a guy on trial in criminal court. I don't even know how you could make the same assumption of that. That's, I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray is in the Northeast. Ray, oh, I got to take a quick break. All right, let me take a quick break. Ray, hang on real, real quick, and I'll come right back. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We're coming right back. I'll give you the latest on Joe Biden and all the crazy things he said today. And there were a lot of them, as I think Biden wants this border chaos. I really do. I think he wants it. And he's doing everything he possibly can to perpetrate it. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. The great Toby Keith. Let me, I just, I have to clarify, you know, that last caller, I, 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 it's important to clarify. I didn't think we'd get into the history of Bill Clinton and his sordid sex, uh, uh, sex affairs, but there was um, Clinton v. Jones, which was a civil case. The Supreme Court decided a president, while in office, could still have to answer for, even if he's president, if it happened prior to him being president. All right, so there's that. Then there was the president lying under oath in the Lewinsky matter after a special counsel. There was, the statute is no longer on the books, but... There was a statute that Congress created, this special counsel statute, that was Kenneth Starr, who was there to investigate Whitewater, and then they expanded his duties into ex- looking into the Lewinsky thing. Clinton testified under oath as per the, first of all, he didn't fight it, he went. He didn't argue, he didn't have to, he went and testified under oath. But when you testify under oath and you lie, there can be consequences for you. And he was impeached for lying under oath. Okay, That was the essence of the impeachment. He was acquitted in the Senate. However, he chose to end it before he left office because he didn't want to get into the issue of whether or not he could be held criminally liable after he left. Because I think everybody agreed that this was outside the realm of his, of his, of, of his presidential conduct. I think Bill Clinton agreed with that, too. So the last day as president, his last day as president of the United States of America, Bill Clinton agreed to a five-year license suspension in the state of Arkansas. Let's understand that Bill Clinton did not turn around and say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm immune from this. I'm going to go live my life and screw you people. He was very worried that they were going to say that this conduct was outside the realm of the presidency and that they were going to go after him criminally. Now, they didn't have to because Bill Clinton decided to end the matter on his last day in office. So they disbarred him for five years. They imposed a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. It was a deal that Bill Clinton struck with a guy named Robert Ray. He was a special prosecutor who took over for Kenneth Starr. He didn't have to do that. He decided to do that to end it, to put it behind him. He decided to do that 
That was his own choice. He could have fought and argued the question the presidents can't be charged after they leave office for something that could have been done. But now we're going to get into another gray area, which is what defines presidential conduct and what doesn't. He didn't want to have that conversation. So he ended it on his last day as president, agreeing to give up his law license, agreeing to that as, as part of making it all go, go away. So, no, he was not he was not held criminally liable in court. That, you know, I mean, sometimes I swear it's like I, it, callers make stuff up and it makes my head want to explode. But I, I need to set the record straight on things because it's important that you, we don't let things be said in the ether that are absolutely false. Uh, 855-839-1210. All right, look, I, Ray, Greg, hang on the line. I got to take a quick break. I'm way over. I, as usual, went on too long. Shocking. And I'm not wishing I'm not wishing the greater Chris a happy birthday today. Absolutely not. And neither are you two in there. Nobody wish the greater Chris a happy birthday. Got it? <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, sir. Do not wish him a happy birthday. What's the reason behind because not wishing Because he's begging him for a birthday wish and we're not doing it. We're not playing that game. I feel like we should. It's the anti-birthday wish. We, uh, we wish you a <laughs> Merry Christmas instead or something. I don't know. Big four o'clock hour straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.